0: In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. In that other realm, the world we used to live in before being transported through the portal of pandemic to this new world, we understood our lives and routines in vastly different ways. We engaged in the public without fear or anxiety regarding the air that we breathe. We could see people's faces and responded to the physical cues associated with various facial expressions. Some of us even wore lipstick. (laughs) We went to the doctor when we needed to, and to the hospital to visit family and friends at their greatest times of need. We came to church, we shook hands with one another, we hugged, we sang together, and we drank from a common cup. We didn't allow fear or anxiety to be our default. Instead, we lived into our hope and faith and belief, and we knew joy. Then the pandemic hit. We embraced a posture of conservative caution And that was the right thing to do. In the early days of the pandemic, when all the world seemed to come to a screeching halt, our caution saved lives. Though it was challenging and we had to learn and engage in new ways of being, embracing technology at unheard of levels, we found a way, we stayed connected when we were told to maintain our distance. We began to recognize and revere those who we had paid little attention to as essential workers in our daily life. We found ways to be flexible and resilient. And our mantra became, pivot! We worshiped on the front lawn and we met via Zoom. We checked in with one another and we checked on one another. We didn't quit being the people of God. In all the changes and chances of the last 18 plus months, I think the hardest has been the little strip of cloth we have been at times forced, and more often encouraged to wear. We've learned how to wear a mask, though we don't like wearing a mask. And as the pandemic seems to make a transition to an endemic, we are less and less inclined or willing to continue to wear that mask. It has become a distraction at best and an excuse at worst. It's almost time for us to return to a mask optional policy here at Ascension. Not quite yet, and not because we are safely beyond pandemic, but because we are moving in that direction toward an endemic status. And the distraction of masks has led us to a waywardness in our own Christian lives. We are less willing to be involved at church. Our spiritual practices have begun to decline. Our desire to help the needy is beginning to be reduced. And in part, that's simply because we weren't allowed to meet for so long. And as we have come back, we have continued to face obstacles and challenges that distract us from who we are as God's beloved. When we do become mask optional, I will still highly encourage you to continue to wear a mask in the pews at Ascension or at Sunday School or in Ascension Hall and everywhere in between. But I also recognize that you have been faithful to the call to get vaccinated and have done all the things that the medical community has requested of us in the height of this pandemic and even of the Delta variant. When we do become mask optional in the very near future, we will continue to offer a reserved mask required section that is social distanced in our Southern transept for the peace and protection of those who are immunocompromised or not eligible for vaccinations at this time. And I would request that those of you who are not vaccinated continue to wear a mask until we move officially into that endemic status. Not simply here, but at all places in public. Grocery stores, schools, office buildings, wherever you might be. None of us are called to be the mask police in this place or anywhere else. Instead, we are to continue to love one another as our baptismal covenant requires of us. And in so doing, my hope and fervent prayer is that we will begin to embrace our spiritual life in deeper and more intentional ways in this new realm that we now live in. Too many of us have been absent for too long from these hallowed walls soaked with the prayers and offerings of our ancestors. Not you. It's like preaching to the choir today, literally and metaphorically. You're here, and most of you have been here and continue to be here. Yet for many of us, we are showing up at football games and in marketplaces, school and office buildings, and yet have not come back to church. Some of us don't need to come back yet, and I understand this. But some of us have allowed the distractions of our own frustrations and fears to serve as excuses for our lapses in an intentional and incarnational spiritual life. Church matters. In the letter to the Hebrews that we read today, we are invited to witness a community that existed 2,000 years ago and dealt with its own struggles and challenges, some far worse than pandemics and the need to wear masks. This was a community susceptible to martyrdom simply for whispering the name Jesus Christ and they had allowed the distractions of their fears and frustrations to interfere with their participation in an active and faithful life. They had become lapsed in their attendance at church, in their offerings to their Christian community, as well as in their prayers and practices that nurtured and grew their faith. Their understanding of Jesus had become less as a human being who had experienced the same sufferings and threats in life as they did, and more simply as God, or the divine Son of God, a less relatable Christ figure. Just as we are susceptible to today, they had begun to lose touch with the humanity of an incarnate God, They had begun to see God and faith in transactional terms. God gave His Son, so we got eternal life. Jesus suffers and dies on the cross for us. The author of the letter to the Hebrews understands that Jesus' life and death was not something done for us, but something done with us. Jesus' mask was a crown of thorns. His ventilator, a cross. The description of Jesus in this fifth chapter of Hebrews is a description of us, of our need to be gentle with one another and not judgmental, of our need to make offerings for our own sinfulness of our need to pray fervently with loud cries and tears when faced with suffering and pain and the unknowable when it comes to our health and our salvation and even our future. Jesus is not made perfect because of any moral purity or because he passed a test. It is because Jesus is tested, embroiled in the sufferings that every human faces, that he is made perfect. And that is our perfection too. We are not perfect because we are beautiful or well-dressed or successful or rich or powerful or healthy. We are perfect because we have sobbed into our pillows and in that moment prayed from the deep belly of our faith that God might save us. We are perfect because when life wants to distract us or put up stumbling blocks to lead us away from one another, away from the church, away from the trust and care we offer each other in this family of faith, we come to church anyway. We are perfect when, instead of asking why others do something or offering our opinions on the world or their actions or judging them and their circumstances, instead we deal gently with them and we remember that which makes us truly human, what makes us alike and not different our desire to be free from suffering, our desire to know joy, to know peace. We learn trust and obedience to God through our times of suffering, because just as Jesus, we know that suffering is not the end. Pandemics will end, the wearing of masks will end, The sun will rise, and we will feel free to breathe the air around us once more. But right now is not the end. Right now is the time that teaches us, strengthens us, to live into the age to come. Now is the time to remember our belovedness, and embrace the power of our incarnational presence in this world. Now is the time for us to go to church, to embrace a life of prayer and supplication, to make offerings for our sins. The good news of the gospel is to understand the life and sufferings of Jesus Christ as relevant to our own life and sufferings. And by recognizing the correlation of our hope as that inspired by our engagement in our faith and in church, in the body of faithful people, the community that we all belong to that is the body of Christ. Now is not the end, but it is the opportunity to grow toward our new beginning. Amen.